friendship hour. Anime friendship. Anime friendship hour. Anime friendship. Okay. Drill, drill. Gravel. Gravel, gravel, gravel. Uh, I'm Courtney Magleby. I'm Cody Robson. This is a this podcast. This is a... And... and pod... pod I want this to say at the same time. Will you please got tie with me? <laughs> which one of us is leading and which one of us is blatantly following along? Because all of these exercises of two people talking at the same time are lies... And they will do them to you in acting exercises and improv exercises. You'll see it on Saturday Night Live. It's sketches, and it is all bullshit. Yep. One person is actually making this decision. The other person is following on. So I would just like you to be honest with me and the audience. I'm not going to say I have done a, a Meisner technique stuff with people where it has switched hands leading and following and i think at, you're never both doing it at the same time but the idea is you switch the right leading and the you following. switch cheating you decide who's going to cheat at any given time so that you can both bear the burden of sitting through a completely garbage exercise i fucking love miser <laughs> it's fun it's actually fun it, it connects you with the other person it's it fun is, and I, if you just like if you don't try to force it, if you let it be what it is, if it's organic and nice and comfortable, yeah, yeah. If you just like treat, I feel like people are told about Meister, like you're gonna fucking get, you're gonna get your ass handed to you with acting. You're you'll never have acted harder than you are doing it now. Just think of it like a fun game. Yeah, it's a fun game. It's a fun game where and you're you both lying learn, to each other, and you exact. That's what acting is. Yes, two people lying to each other. So well that you think you're both right. Exactly. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that's that's. Anyways, perfect. this is inside the actor studio. <laughs> I'm that bald guy. And I'm the, the chair. Cards. Oh, shit. You beat me to the inanimate object. <laughs> I tried it. You both put me in that position. I don't know what that says about my self worth or your self worth of me. But we both went there and came to different. The chair's the funniest answer. <laughs> It's a better answer. I was, I was just, I visually was thinking of the camera shot, which is just him and maybe he's holding like a card. Yeah. Right? Like you can't see the chair. You know the chair is there. The chair is arguably more important. It's structurally holding him up. Mm hmm. Welcome to Anime French Power. Cody, you structurally <laughs> hold me up. Oh my God. Oh. And Cody's the co host. <laughs> and I'm the host. I'm an inanimate object that makes this endeavor possible. Apparently. Apparently, I hope I don't squeak. I'm I Zach spin- Galifianakis, and you're the ferns. Oh, but it's two ferns. Exactly, Gemini ferns. I, they're at least alive. Yeah, they grow Growing? over time. Produce they, it, and they're titular. Zach Galifianakis yeah. is not in titular. the name. He's not in the name. It's the fern show, really. Yeah, really, There's more percentage of the screen is arguably the ferns in you know a lot what? of the shots. Get the fuck out of here, Zach Galifianakis. Uh, Where is he now? What was the last? Actually, thing? I'm not sure. I think he did some. Exactly. I think he did some clown, clown Hulu thing. Oh yeah, you know what? I watched the first episode of that, and I was like, "This, this is a good show." I'll probably never watch again, but it's a good show. It's hard for me to be too negative on him when he has like a huge successful stand-up thing. He's got a Scott Arc mission, which had 
Obama on it. Yeah. He won Emmys for that. Like, okay. Yeah, if he wants to like lay low and take his time. Yeah. Shit. And this has been TV Guide the channel. <laughs> as important as that. Uh what's so next what on are WB? We supposed to talk about. Um anime or friendship. And or either friendship. or, yes. Either or there's a this slash, a show, an implied slash. This is the show where we watch anime. Yes. By choice and by implication. <laughs> Obligation. Obligation. And then we have to talk about it by friendship. By friendship. Exactly. And then you get to listen to that, and you could be like, oh, ha, ha, ha. I like anime, too. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Maybe we are friends in a weird <laughs> way. And you know what, listener? We, you're at the ground level. You can be friends with us. I love We are very accessible. <laughs> Almost too accessible. Almost too accessible. I can list Cody's address if you want. I we've danced <laughs> so close to that subject. I think yours was actually publicly said, or your parents. I whatever. Sorry. Uh, South San Jose, baby. Yeah, San Jose, California. So we're coming from home of many actual anime conventions. True that. Or not. Well, the, um, the, the anime. I don't know any other ones. Well, we have that. I guess it was the expo with the... the... Crunchyroll Expo? That's in North Bay. <laughs> I thought it was in Santa Clara. Oh, there's SACCon. There are, there are Crunchy ones Con, in Santa Clara. And, well, I was going to say there's this um, holographic idol figure. who The what... Hatsune Miku Expo? Yeah, it's not a concert. It's an expo. Uh, Beyonce plays here. She doesn't have an expo. She doesn't have an expo. <laughs> there's not a floor. Yeah. Full of Beyonce shit, right? Like, what? Wow. What if? What, what is if this? The, on, what if the on the Hatsune Miku Expo poster, you zoom in, you zoom in, you zoom in, enhance, 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 and there's a tiny S, and actually it's the Hatsune Miku Expos, and it's just the the Canadian baseball team. That was discontinued in like 2001. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that would be incredible. I love when there is a genre episode of something where like everyone has to play baseball for no reason. I love it. Yeah, like Star Trek does this shit all the time. Where it's just like we find some stupid reason to be like, well, we gotta, we gotta play be- ball. We gotta play the Riverdale, you know, oh, firemen and, and softball. You know, or something. there's a manga, Doro Hedoro. They have a really good baseball arc. What entire arc? Like what? They just have like um a, a little chunk where it's like we gotta play baseball. I like it. Yeah, because uh, usually at this point you've usually it's not something early on, so you really know about seven to nine characters on your show. Yeah, this is about a baseball on in the series. I mean, do they throw characters at you fast enough that you can fill out most of the baseball team with people you know? Because that, that's what I was saying was useful. Yeah. Is like basically every ball that's hit into every position you can make a scene a very short scene about what you know about that character yeah. and then what baseball situation can most like put them on edge or make them like fail yes. and you're like oh the uptight guy gets this kind of hit at him and like the overconfident guy gets this kind of situation right like yes. you can sports are sports make for easy uh tv writing i just yeah. look at friday night lights right yeah. like it, crazy uh, um, there's the new show Rise that's by the same guy who did Friday Night. Fuck, Night what's that about? Rides. It's the same thing except it, instead of sports, it's theater. Mm. And it sounds good except the main guy, the teacher who's doing it, is the um, 
main guy from How I Met Your Mother, and he's a white oh, gentleman. He's a he's white so heterosexual boring. gentleman, and sure. he's boring. And in the show, he like is the English teacher, but then he decides he wants to be the theater teacher. But there's already a theater teacher, and she's a woman of color. And he's like trying to edge her out. Is the yeah weird? He basically undercuts her. Yeah, payment wise. Um. <laughs> so then the show that's weird, but also outside of the show, it's based on the story of uh, a gay theater teacher, and they're placing with a straight dude. Yeah, and Ted Mosby is like so. Like when I think high school theater teacher, like there's so many angles to go with that he's would not be, would any ring of true. Yeah, he is the op. He is not only the opposite of all of them on paper, but we've seen his character for 11 years in How I Met Your Mother, and it's yeah. like, this is not a theater teacher. No, no. And so the fact that it's about a theater teacher, you're not going to represent, yeah. and then there's another theater teacher in the show that he undercuts yeah. that would be better. Uh, that sounds awful. He could he could be an English teacher. I believe that. Yeah, but... he's such an English teacher. Yeah. I, I, I would argue in favor for whoever you would rather have than him. Than he's not the teacher. kind of English teacher that's going to make the students do a lot of theater no. work though nor is he you that wouldn't even have them read a play in his class unless <laughs> they made him it'd be some like super bland thing and he would like oh right we have to do shakespeare let's get through this right right that's the, those are the english teachers i had i don't know if you had any inspirational like fucking um dead post society shit happening but teacher... my my english teachers like they were gunning to get into like administrative roles mm-hmm. they weren't even like there for us i had an english teacher who she would make us write these essays but then if you asked her what to write in the essay, it'd be like, write down the exact sentence I gave you in the study guide. And you were like, wait, I thought I was supposed to think and create something. No, because they didn't want to And no, you're not. Yeah. And that threw me off so much because it was co- completely contradictory to every other class I was taking. Yeah. And th- and that's not anything with English. That's just they wanted to grade She was a very old lady. Right, they wanted to make their job as easy as possible. Yeah, I was like, did they write the exact fucking sentence? Great. Um, I guess I, I threw everyone under the bus. My 12th grade uh, English teacher was a, um older gay woman. And not... she I gave wish us a I very, had an older gay woman. She had a very aggro perspective on certain topics. And um, we had a very large poetry unit. Um, not that she shared her poetry, but just her teaching how poetry works and giving me notes on my poetry. Now, you think about fucking white plain ass Cody seven eighteen year old poetry as woke as I was trying to be it was pretty bad. But she gave me like the right amount of like perspective and resistance to encourage me while mm. also challenging me. Mm. And that the all the three the rest of the English teachers I've had basically going all the way back to grade one were nothing like that. Yeah. But like I had one that was like, hey, I'm treating you like an adult. Welcome to the real world a little bit, uh literature wise. Uh, the only Sorry. other notable <laughs> English teachers I had was this one lady who I loved, and looking back, is mostly because I had a crush on her. Damn! Um, and the other one was this lady who thought she was Dead Poet Society. Oh, no. She was kind of a hyper bitch. Um, and she wrote a book, a, a young adult book, oh, about vampires. She said... <laughs> I bet she said she started writing before Twilight. <laughs> um, it had very Christian themes. The school in the book was very clearly based in, completely on our school. And she got <laughs> she got students to like read it for her and oh. give it notes, which is very much too. That's that's very, violating. Yeah, that's very that's too much. Line. Let you me can't be do cool. that. You yeah, can't do that. You can't do that. That's your personal creative shit. Don't put oh, that. Oh, and my friend, who she didn't ask 
to read it, but read it anyways, and then left a review of the book on this like book ah, review site. <laughs> like just straight up, like this is a bad book. It's not good. Oh boy. Um, oh boy. That teacher like then contacted another friend. I was like, hey, was this your one friend? And it was that one friend. And blah 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 blah. It was drama. That's some drama amateur screen. writer shit. She was taking tolls on your Yuck. fucking school. Yeah. Fuck. Ugh. Anyways, uh, this has been English <laughs> and Camaraderie Hour. <laughs> oh my! Can we, let's not dilly dally anymore. Mm-mm. Let's just hustle through these check-ins and get to the show. Oh God! There, hey, listener, if you're a new listener, we will talk about anime. I promise, we will talk about anime. We like anime. We like you. We want to connect synergy. Promote, promote, promote. If we were more responsible, we would give you a timestamp right now to when the anime starts being talked about. But it is close. Why don't we do that? Yeah, that's our extra work. Yeah. Podcasting. It's hard. Podcasting. When are we going to get an engineer or a producer? Engineer Cody, Cody, Cody. (laughs) Cody, That'd be so nice. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Check in Courtney. Um, Check in Courtney. Oh, we should check with Checkity China. Wake up, Checkity China. It's a late night Checkity China. I'm sorry. Oh, Checkity China, you're yawning. I love his little nightcap. (laughs) You Checkity China, your nightcap, your little slippers, and and your little uh, uh, candle, they're all so cute. We should get him a a real torch, not like a... We really should. Like an 18th century lantern, but, you know, it's adorable. Checkers. Thanks, Checkity China. You can go back to bed. Back to the dungeon with you. We really shouldn't put him in a dungeon. He likes his, he's made it's mostly made of hay anyway. That's he's, true. He's kind of like his deal. Um oh, what the fuck? I I don't do anything interesting with my time. <laughs> um you know what the most interesting thing I've been doing lately that I was like this is going to be one fuck of a check-in. Mm. I've been making hella tuna melts. Tuna melts? I love tuna melts. Can you describe how you make them in a uh, offensive, stereotypical East Board uh, Northeastern accent? Is, is tuna melts e- East Coast? I, don't, I feel like tuna sandwiches are like New York, kind of like like like. Uh, Let me bring New in England-y. my friend Joey, Joey oh. Wheeler, to describe the tuna melt situation. Hey, we're making a tuna melt. So first, I take two pieces of wheat bread. Wheat? Wheat, yeah. Healthy. Yeah, and usually it's the very low-calorie kind, so I don't feel bad about eating it. (laughs) Nine uh, grains, nine calories. Yeah, actually 45. (laughs) Anyways, and I'll butter that on one side. And then I'm going to take my can of tuna uh, drain it, obviously. I'm not gonna have wet tuna. Tuna water is not, it's no. not broth. It's not nah. meant to be eaten. It's, it's disgusting. Yeah, it's for cats. If you have a cat, they love that shit. Oh, they Give that love to your it. cat. Give that to your cat. Yeah. I don't like tuna packed in oil. Yeah. That's just a personal preference. Anyways, then I, I, I mix that up with only a little bit of only a little bit of mayonnaise. Because oh. more than that won't make it compact. I can't make it dense enough to put it on a sandwich so it'll stick together. Together to get 
she smelled on it. Ah, it's a structural integrity move. Exactly. Masonry. Yeah. So I'm going to chop some onions in there. I'm going to put some dill in there. Dill. I'm going to put so, some parsley in there. Dang. Yeah. yeah. Herbs and spices. Exactly. Well, I guess herbs, but <laughs> the colloquial herbs and spices. Then, I'm okay. So now we're getting to the part where we're putting in the pan. So I put one piece of bread on the pan, butter side down. You put you you spray the pan. Do you prep the pan? I anyway? I wipe the pan in oil. Okay. I get it kind of. I get a thin layer using a paper towel. Yeah. What kind of you you uh generic vegetable oil? Vegetable oil. Vegetable oil. Butter side down. One butter side one, down. One bread down on the pan. Yeah. Sizzling. Then two slices of pickle. A tomato slice. Dang. Whoa. I didn't know this was coming. Oh, yeah. It's on the bread? Yeah. To warm up. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I'm going to put the tuna on, pack it on very densely so it doesn't fall apart. But tuna side down on the next piece of bread. No. I'm, J- you're I'm putting a patty it. of tuna. I'm making the tuna. I'm packing it to, so it's like a patty. And I'm stacking it on the already placed down bread. Ooh. Only one bread has been set. <laughs> In attack mode. <laughs> so it's, then I'm going to put some okay. spinach and arugula face down. Oh, this is like the fourth and fifth vegetable on this tuna Yeah. Melt. And then finally I put some, well not finally. My tuna melts have zero vegetables. I'm yeah. Just... <laughs> I'm going to activate, I'm going to activate a slice of provolone. Oh, that's, that, that is the only acceptable cheese at this point. Exactly. <laughs> and then finally, the last piece of bread I set face down in defense mode. <laughs> so does that bread never get fried? Do you flip it? Or is that I one... let the bread that's on the pan first off, I let that I'm gonna put the lid. Actually, I forgot the step. I put the provolone down. Yeah. And then I put down the lid. On the and I pan. wait a turn. Oh, okay. So everything in there, like it's a real roast. Yeah, the cheese is gonna melt and keep everything in place. Most fire. Exactly. Then I take off the lid and then I set the second piece of bread down in defense mode. I'm still worried about the unbalanced cookiness of these breads. And then after, once that's melted together, I'm gonna flip it. Oh, okay. Here we go. That's what I was yeah. looking for. All right, and then we finish it off. By eating up. it! <laughs> Thank you. It's definitely what I was getting towards. I was curious where, where the story was going. Do you throw it out the window? Is it going to the garbage disposal? I'm not sure. I, you, thank you. What, I would I pee all over it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Joey. It's a children's show. Check in, Cody. Good check. <laughs> I've had a... Um, I've had a nightmare of privilege day. Uh, my, it is National Nightmare of Privilege Day. Yeah, though. my uh, wife, friend of friend of the show, Amy, uh, has been in Las Vegas with her friend. Uh, she hasn't seen a few years, so I've been alone. So my first night alone, of course, I'm up till three playing The Witcher, which is like the most male fantasy character ever created. And I'm like, whatever, I'll come into work late tomorrow. And then I wake up at 8 a.m. 
because the once a month cleaners that's come to very that. early for a Cody. It's very early for a Cody. Now alone a Cody that's scheduled three, uh, getting high and drinking. Uh, so I woke up at eight, it, it knocking at my door, and I'm like, "What the fuck? Delivery? I don't care." And then I hear the door, the it unlock, open, and open. <laughs> and I go, and we have um once a month, uh, we hired cleaners to come to my house because I'm a purple piece of garbage. Uh, they were there at eight instead of two p.m. Uh, and I was like, hey guys, you're kind of early maybe. And they're like, oh, I think our, our boss like forgot to call you that we had to come earlier today. And I was like, okay. And they're like, we can wait. And I'm like, I just need to get ready and leave. So I went to work. I got to work before nine and everyone made fun of me all day because I came in slightly early or basically on time for the first time in, I don't know, six years, you know, like this was a spectacle. Yeah. And so I was the center of attention all day, uh, riding on five hours of sleep, uh, by virtue of just coming at what no- most people would consider normal time to come to work. Uh, so mm. what I what I I'm not sure. But did you get the fresh pasta today? Ah uh, no, I, they had um they, no, but it's because they had a good thing on my side of the street, so I didn't go to the other side of the street. But what I could have. I was also just dazed and confused and not even hungry and just like floating to when you're on five hours of sleep and you're hungover and work is like I got there and like I could park anywhere I wanted and I was like this is weird and then like there was only like six people in my area and I'm like I didn't know you guys came in early and then like Mm -hmm. everyone that came to work had to like stop at my station and be like I'm gonna make a joke right now and I'm like fuck you I'm so tired uh, and then Courtney's like, I'm going to come over way late tonight to do the podcast. And I'm like, yep. great. <laughs> well, you said that was fine before you. It is clean- fine. Yeah. I'm having a great time. I'm just you saying. You gave me clearance. I physically am in uncharted territory. This is going to be a fun night. I, I'm sorry. That, that wasn't a super interesting story. I hope I can splice it together better later. Uh, it's, it's, everything's cool. Everything's cool. There's no reserves in the pods of my brain well it's all enter just the pods of this cast baby because we're talking good and logging thank you good yes tanging top and good and logging before we start can you tell me what the fuck these words mean because this show goes out of the way to say that they completely made him up for no reason and i'm like not everything i'm learning about the japanese language feels made up for no reason and i'm like no i just need to learn these words and then this one's like it's no, caesar, caesar chavez day in 10 minutes did i put you on the back foot so you're just trying to shame me for no reason is that what we're doing or i what? just got a notice from my you oh you got a notification on your phone about caesar chavez day yeah fuck you're woke what do you what would you sign up for like like white people go to heaven twitter like what the fuck is this i don't know is this fucking is it google what who did it i i think it's because i get on on my on my work calendar it says holiday but does it mean i don't go means like i get some more money but i still have to be there because i work a job where i have to be present to make other people's holidays enjoyable Anyways, I'm reading a book called um, So You Want to Talk About Race, and a lot of it is about privilege. And one of the privileges is like, think about what normal work hours, and then think about all the people that don't get to work normal work hours. Yeah. So it's like holidays. A yeah. lot of people are working. Holidays are 
federal holidays are a sham. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Uh, and then also, like, like working out, like, going to the bank is, like, impossible for people yeah. who work during going bank hours. Going to the hospital. Yeah. And um, the big one in this book was uh, parent-teacher conferences and PTA meetings. Yeah. Were built around people that can afford to go during hours that school is operating, which is, like, the most impossible hours for people. Voting! In any, yeah, yeah. Perfect example, right? So anything that happens, like, during, like, normal business hours are... Uh, it's a super class issue. Anyway, that, I, that's I, I I have not consumed a book in like five years, so that I'm extra proud of the fact that I'm actually like trying to learn something. Yeah, it in other countries, like all they have to focus on is cl- it's sexism and classism. And that's basically the majority of what they have to focus on. In America, in our early stages, white people really, really devil, really some real white people de- de- devil work. I feel like our classism is worse because we don't have those basic services like healthcare and education and stuff that other countries are less. Uh, what I'm with. saying is that in America, race relations are is a huge issue. Yeah, and so I think, and that's very much tied to class. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is we have a history of, of making. Not, not only in other countries not necessarily deal with this because a lot of countries are very monolithic. Yeah. Um, no matter what the race is, there's a lot of versions of countries that have basically one race of people in them. Um, but ours is so closely tied to socioeconomic status. Uh, because it was based on the genocide enslavement of various races based on another yeah. race that built the power structures that built the capitalism that is the thing we live in today. Only a couple generations removed. So yeah. It's it's uh, there's a lot to unpack uh, and to consider uh, while we also have an extremist version of capitalism. Like, yeah. Even if we were all one race, we still have like the most like Nickelodeon guts capitalism there is. And it's kind of for no reason it's for a fantasy of old white people that think that they can still be millionaires at 60 with no skill. I should just move to a different country. Here's the thing. Yeah. There's no way... So the comedy scene in the Bay Area yep. is probably twice as big as the comedy scene in all of Denmark. I could run Denmark! <laughs> I could headline in Denmark! You gotta learn when to put those slashes through the O's and when to put the umlauts. Ah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's boom Chicago and Amsterdam. I don't I don't know what... I, I get the improv's growing everywhere, and, and, and of course there's stand-up in a lot of places, but... I uh, could be on TV in Denmark with the way only... They, with probably less work than I'm doing now to get like maybe a show in every two months. But the someone on TV in Denmark might be making less than their median income because they pay fair wages for normal jobs. True. You know, <laughs> like it might not be a success story over there. I don't know. I don't know. Loot Fisk. That's not Denmark. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's racist. I... We have to talk about anime eventually. Tank and Toppin. The 10 is heaven. Gen, I don't remember. Toppin, don't remember. Guren Login, I looked it up. I don't, I don't actually know. This could be someone bullshitting, but Guren is supposed to be like a scarlet color, and Logon is supposed to be like a fancy word for face. Red face. Red face, and that matches what their robot looks like, so I buy it. Sure. And there's some embarrassing moments where people have red face. I guess whatever. I don't know. It's, it's, it's this is the drill. This is people drill anime using drills to dig. Yeah. Based anime, and I there's so much to unpack immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main character is this little boy, and Simon. Yeah, he's Simon. got. He's got. Simon. <laughs> it's Simon. 
but it's pronounced. It's Simon. His well, name is spelled like Simon yeah. in English. In the Japanese, they said Shimon. Right. Because that's much easier for them. Makes sense. And so in the English translation of the Japanese, they're like, well, we have to respect the original Japanese. So they try to have it both ways and say Simon. Simon. It just sounds like they're saying semen. Yeah, it's semen. Uh, he's. It's not fun. There, there's an underground society. We just did uh, blame. This is a similar future dystopia world. Humans underground. It's Earth, but no one lives on the surface anymore. Everyone's underground. These little like Matrix Three pods, but they have drills, and the drills are the ground. Lieutenant Coffin, Goon, Logan. This is a show where you have people living underground. They are humans. They dig. That's their deal. Um, and they just live underground all their lives, all their lives, uh-huh. and they're happy with it. Not entirely. The Enter elders are Kamina. happy. Yeah, Com- Uncle Jesse. Uncle Jesse. No. He's an Uncle Jesse. He's such an Uncle Jesse. I love him. I love him too. He he's just so lovable. He's he got- makes misogyny really fun. Exactly. <laughs> and you you think that right away, but then they hit on so many other things that like. It's only one real element of a whole basket of yeah, he's a, fucking crazy shit happening. Yeah. Um. So he wants to get the fuck out of there. He's trying to find a way to get out of there. He taps on the powers, the digging, drilling powers of Shimon, Simon, Seaman. However, <sighs> we're going to do this. So he's got a little drill, and the idea is they can basically swim through the rock. They just drill. But, like, if you look at the drill, like... The rock that you're displacing you're doing has to go somewhere. It has to go. And it like magically disappears Don't when the drill about hits it. it. Yeah, it's, Don't it's, worry about it's it. a drill man from Mega Man 4 or whatever exactly. the fuck. Like it's, it is a don't worry about it situation. Yeah. It's a Mario 2. I think like, most of the situations in Good and Login are a don't worry about yeah. it situation. Yeah, and I'm fine with it. But the first time I looked at him, like this is literally a drill attached to like a hand crank. Mm. And he's like swimming full speed through rock. And there's no displacement of that rock flying mm, in his yeah. face as would happen. It's just gone. It's yeah. it's drilled. It's, it's yeah. drilled, baby. Like it's drilled, baby, drill. That's exactly right. Um, so it comically appears in other rooms, like bursting through the wall, like dangerously, and everyone's just having a good time. It's fun. Shimon drill, baby, drills his way to he he drills because a if he does a good job, he gets meat steaks. Uh, and B, sometimes he finds treasure. And on on this particular day oh, of what? the pilot, day he, of finds, the day. <laughs> he finds a little teeny tiny drill. He finds another drill, a little drill. A smaller drill. drill than he has. A witcher pendant and of a like, drill. I love drills, obviously. <laughs> I got this big one. I'm going to take the small one, put it around my neck so people know how much I love drills. I was like, why don't we have an anime about like like lawn mowing? You know? <laughs> Like the world is lawn, and only the mower it. will, and you have to like discover more That's powerful lawnmowers. Like, what I why love. not? <laughs> Here's the thing that I loved when I first watched Goon Log, and I still love it is that it's like you don't need something important if you're looking for a motif. Yeah. If you're looking for just like a packaging <laughs> to put your story in, you don't need anything good. It can it can't just be grills. It's literally <laughs> surface level shit. You might as well have a super dentist. As long as the emotional journey of your super dentist guy is still authentic, well, clearly who he, gives a shit? He's going to enter the teeth world oh, yeah. through the portal, and then <laughs> only him can 
Despite the enamel. Yeah, it, exactly. Exactly. And when I first saw it, during this episode, I was like, this is really fucking stupid. And then the next five episodes were fun as hell. And I'm yeah. like, drill, like, I'm like, Bye. drill, baby, drill. Drill, drill, baby, drill. I was like, as good as any, basically. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Doesn't matter. Um, okay. So, uh, this, they have earthquakes under their underground thing. That's how Slim, Simon's parents died. His parents died during one of these earthquakes. They happen all the time. Their side of side is built around it. Um, there's Hell dreams orphans. of getting to the surface, which uh, Uncle Jesse... People are Jesse, like, that doesn't exist. Yeah, but Uncle Jesse knows he'd been there as a small child with his with badass... His uh grandpa jesse dad yeah uh who had even longer more kick-ass mullet hair than he did uh, metaphorically i don't remember what the characters like <laughs> uh but okay so um uh judgment day comes uh the baddie shows up Did I miss oh anything? yeah yeah um well what what oh so simon tries to uh um no kamina tries to get simon to help him bust out of the whole world right they've they fail Kamina gets punished by the chief. Uh, um, <laughs> the chief. Now, this canonically is the same character from Beyblade, right? This is the yes. future, and this so is Chief future, has the chief from he's Beyblade. He's an old fat asshole Kendo. He's no stickler. longer a redhead. Nope, and he doesn't have a little computer that tells him how no old Beyblade's been. Right, but he's running an underground society, so yeah. he's he's arguably a manager type now. Yeah, so he's man- in charge managerial. Of yeah, Batty shows up, and also um, a good good boy finds a second treasure, which is this. You got a face. It's a it's a little tiny Robo Robo guy. Tiny Robo, little nice Robo guy. So when the when the big baddie shows up, yeah, a big robot comes. Uh, and Uncle Jesse wants to fight it with his infinitely long katana. Uh, and he's got a big speech about how kick-ass he is. He's got a team. The team is full of idiots that oh, yeah. don't matter. We, later, this will be the Scooby Squad, which is the best part. Because like, so as we good. add characters, like this team Love becomes it. bigger. It's, it's, it's wonderful. In. It's wonderful. At this point, it's very cheap and stupid. Uh, but that's fine because where it starts and where he's trying to start. The big bad guy's really hard. And then they, they have to activate the little baddie. Yeah, you're have... forgetting the hot bee. Yeah, she drops in, right? Yoko. Uh, the girl. Yoko, Yoko Ono much. Yoko is, I like her because she she's a character who I like because she's always game. For she's her. very fun. Yes, she's exactly, fun. exactly. She's like whenever she's it's down time to, to fight, she's like, yeah, we're gonna fight, and it's fun to watch that. But she also does a lot of like, I roll you boys. Like yeah. she'll have issues with like like she'll be like. Ugh. You're do male character. You're doing a dumb thing. I'm gonna comment on it, but I'm not actually gonna do anything about it. Yeah. And actually, I like you for it. It's very which I don't like. It's in a very character. eighty. Yeah, eighties, nineties sitcom yeah. female role. Yeah. Where it's like you're just there to bounce off a of male. Char- male character is crass, and that's the joke. And you're supposed and then to react. You're there to react for the laugh, but then ultimately support and tell everyone that it's okay to be cool to be crass. Yeah male asshole also there's a lot of really indulgent positions she's put in yeah uh because it's an anime and she wears a bikini for no reason yep um but she's really confident cool and fun uh and she's probably my favorite character so oh yeah and she's got this really high-powered sniper rifle it's very cool it she's she's a cool unique character while the rest of them are just playing fucking battle bots or whatever (laughs) she can like do her own thing it's kind of um i'm gonna give you a little bit of context history on Oh, they use the tiny robots a bit, beat the big robot, they go yeah. to the surface. It's great. Sure. 
Um, that's episode one. Now yeah. I'm going to give you some background. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is made by Gynax, uh. which is the same production company that made Evangelion. What? Yes! What? Yes. What? And this was directed by... Let me... I have it on my phone. The Fifth Angel? Yeah. The dude at work today, you can cut this out. The dude at work today um, was talking about there was a remix of, it was an out of context Alex Jones tirade they went on on InfoWars that if you cut it out of context just right, it very convincingly sounds like he's describing the plot to Evangelion. Because <laughs> he's talking about world conspiracy and yes. like forming a consciousness yes. of a robot. And I was like, I never heard of this. And he didn't even know I knew about Evangelion. Uh, and so he's trying to tell me, like, he's like, and it sounds like this thing called Evangelion. I was like, A, that's hilarious. B, I would actually like somebody to describe the plot to Evangelion to me, because that would be beneficial yep. to what I'm doing. To, <laughs> to understanding the plot of Evangelion, would ha- having someone tell you what you're looking at. Yeah, it would be nice. But I um, I didn't realize he was so indeed. Yeah. So, sorry, that was between um, you and me. So this was directed by Hiroyuki Imaishi, uh, and it was written by Kazuki Nakashima. He was the head writer. And now that was the director and he- head writer for Kill Kill. Whoa. Exactly. So this was their sorry. So this was their um proto Kill Kill. So they both I believe both worked at Gynax, or at least yeah. the director. And they and they made this. Yeah. Oh oh the director did key animations for Evangelion. Yeah. So he's involved with that. Then he directed this. Then yeah. he made his own group, Studio Trigger, and he made Kill a Kill. Gotcha. And I could see them seeing, like, um, uh, Yoko is maybe the funnest character consistently. Yeah. What if a good version of her was the good guy, a bad version, or, or an even sillier version of her was the sidekick, and, yeah. like, the world was built around them? We would have even more fun. Yeah. Hence Kill a Kill. Exactly. Like, that sounds amazing. Yeah. I... I like it's basically exactly between on the scale of Evangelion to Kill a Kill. This is smack dab in the middle. It is smack in the middle. God damn it! Exactly, exactly. Because there's just a little bit of hijinks and and strong female sex positive hijinks. Yeah, in there's still Evangelion. special boys going on. And, and then this is like the special boy isn't the love interest. Now it's Uncle Jesse, mm-hmm. and there's more hijinks. And then at the end, there's no boy anymore. It's all just. Super sex hijinks women, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Damn. I love that spectrum. I wish you didn't make me watch any other animes that were worse than <laughs> Not those on that three. Spectrum. Yeah, because I'm pretty satisfied with just the three of those. Oh, yeah? We're 66 nice. episodes in. <laughs> <laughs> I wish this, uh, we could have just done one, two, three. Right <laughs> well, damn. Um, I like JoJo. I can watch JoJo. JoJo. Episode two. Um, so episode two, that Simon and Kaimon, 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 Jesus, fuck. Uncle Jesse. Uncle Jesse. They're on the surface now, baby. Yeah. They gotta learn surface stuff. There, there's the beast men. They pile as the gunmen. Those are the bad robots. Yeah. And the beast men are trying to... To get rid of the humans. Yeah. So the surface is ruled by beastmen and robots, and then some of the There's some humans. Some of the humans. Some of the cave dwellers are on the surface, like um Kill Kill's tribe. Uh and then some of the people underground don't know any of this is happening and they just get earthquakes based on yeah. the fucking battles that happen. And they're just like whoop whoop de doop dee. 
Uh, so they're going to fight the Beastmen in their gunmen, which both... They make fun of how boring those names are, but it's like you still chose boring names. Yeah. So it's one of those like jokes like you set up based on your own writing. Yeah, it is. It's like... <laughs> at the same time, I think it's the, the same way you can be like, who gives a fuck? Just use drills. Yeah. It's like, who gives a fuck? Just give it a name. Don't think about it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're the bad guys. Yeah. Kami's I mean, got all these flashbacks to his dad. Yeah, he's got some dad issues. And it's like his dad has this skull pendant and he's like, join me on the surface one day. And so that's why he was, he's had a very strong and pretty genuine bond with a little boy character. Yeah. That uh, out of context is very sexual sounding with the phrases he uses but mm. in context seems very big brother it's little brother very supportive. it's very supportive and very cool and fun and something you want to read along with yeah. it's just kind of comically over the top i would guess i would say um but he's driven to get to the service because his dad was there and he wants to like meet him and and do whatever to, that day and so what happens in this one uh th- there's, two, there's two the, baddies yeah there's two baddies they beat one of them and they steal the gunman and so now they have two robots. Yeah. And uh, we meet uh, the cast of characters from Kill a Kill's tribe. Yes. Most notably the engineer. The best character. <laughs> Leron. Leron. And now Leron's a kettle of fish. <laughs> what does that mean? Um, Leron is an obviously gay character. Yep. They're written in a way that makes no bones about it. This dude's gay. Yep. This show is written in 2008, 2009? 2007. 2007? All right. Um, And they make this a very cool, likable character. Yes. But also, there are times that it is like, hey, male lead, I'm going to stand very close to you and be suggestive. Look, I, I, I'm one of those perverted type gays, aren't I? Yeah, and they animate his fingers in this like very sneaky snake wave. Wave, yeah, this unnaturally moving wavy motion as he's making a joke about some sort of gay sex thing. So they, but he's very empowered and fun having. Yeah, he's like he's. There's also times where it's clearly like. No, I don't. You're not interesting to me. I'm too fun for you. Yeah, yeah I'm too exactly. interesting to be interested in you. Definitely. So there's there, a lot happening. Yeah, there's. A, it's like Uncle Jesse's very homophobic. Yes, or he is very homophobic. He's, because that's their comic like resistance. That, that's that's like, oh, gross. I'll, gay I'll, panic. Gay panic. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. To the extent that this is a strong character, they have fun with they from the, from the introduction is probably the most the worst part, yeah. and then after this. Uh, this is pretty great. Yeah. Pretty fucking great. I, here's the thing. You, people will say, don't settle for shitty representation. But it's hard not to just be like, wow, you have like an actual gay character who's like straight up. Right. He says at a certain point, like, that he's part man and woman. Oh, he's not binary? What I take that to be is... I. In so through translation and stuff, I think in Japan, a lot of gay dudes are seen as like, oh, so you're not like fully a dude, right? I see, yeah, it's it's seen through the lens of gender, yeah. I, I, whereas I think in the West, gay men and women are like, oh, so you're sexual deviants, right? 
in in other cultures it's like oh so you're like you're like somewhere in between or something i see which isn't we make it a sex thing and they make it a gender thing they make it a gender thing right and that's not necessarily the case in either right exactly yeah um he's at no point is his sexual identity while it is used for humor have anything to do with the plot or his job or his role in the team um, it's just he's having to be he's just yeah. a gay dude on your team, and that's not an easy thing for TV to do in the history of TV. Yeah, it's in the history of anime, very like even worse. Yeah, right. The in the history of anime, the fact that there's a character present like that, yeah, and that they're actually like made out to be very important mm-hmm. to the team itself is like, well, fuck, nice. Yeah, yeah, especially for 2007. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Fuck. It's not even Obama's America. George Bush was the president. I know, right? Uh, I don't know who the Prime of Japan was. But. Probably still Shinzo Abe. I don't know. It's been a million years for him, it's been right? a million years. What <laughs> um, episode three? Um, okay, so let's see. I think they, in, they encounter the first recurring villain... Oh, they um they go hunting. They go hunting. And this I like the vibe here is that Kill a Kill really wanted to get with Uncle Jesse. Mm-hmm. Um in that the the little young boy main character audience surrogate little special boy wasn't immediately tossed on the hot chick. Yes. Right? Which is like every other He gets a face full of titties, sure. Sure. But it's constantly clear from she every character. <laughs> That's like a rite of passage. Right yeah. Okay, uh, right? but from her agency's point of view. Yes. She has um, agency to not be with the pr- protagonist. She's, yeah. She's into the actual like. Hot dude. The hot dude. Uh, which is nice. So she's trying to get kind of a date with him to go hunting. Yeah. And he doesn't pick up on it. And little Shinji doesn't pick up on it. And so they'll go hunting together. And we get this like Pokemon montage of like. And they end up naming these things later in a flashback episode. And I wish I wrote that down. But when I looked at them. I saw Bunny Pikachu T Rex. <laughs> I saw Bubbles Hippo, and I saw Nightmare Stork. Uh, and and she she just nonchalantly loads bow and arrow arrows into it, her fucking high powered like like, like rail gun yeah. fucking sniper rifle. I love it. It's amazing. It's so fun. And this so yeah. So they're just they're just killing the most adorable wildlife in the world because. The the um the baddies come in the early morning they said yes. right and they already beat the baddies because they got these new yeah. dudes with their little mech guy and the two mechs now so um, now so it's, now, it's now it's yeah two p.m. We'll, let's go kill let's some go fucking Pokemon yeah. season three and then we'll uh we'll eat for the rest of the week right <laughs> but oh wait yeah we find a friend who's not a friend because he's a beast man his name <laughs> is Viral he he looks like a normal person. He has not... claws and stuff. He has the sharpie teeth. I love this motherfucker. He's so cool. Doesn't viral viral mean like po- fuck up, fuck up, fuck power? Yeah. So instead of like Simon and viral, I thought of like it's a... like semen and like fucking semen. Yeah. <laughs> and drug. yeah. I'm sorry. It's just it, it was like, very... am I watching this? Am I seeing this right? <laughs> It's like, I don't know how much of that was intentional on the Japanese production side or not. I I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> Ew. 
Um, but from yeah. the Human Eradication Force. The Human Eradication Force. The Far East uh, Theater. The vis- yeah. Which, which implies that this is the same place in Japan and that the whole world is as it is. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Fucked up. I don't know. Or weird. Yeah, sweet. I don't know. Like, this is uh, world building, I guess. Uh, as much as we're going to get on this show. Um, so sure. him, him and Kamina have, have fightsies. And then uh, Viral, Catman. Mm-hmm. Catman Struthers. Struthers. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. The, I don't know, yeah. Jazz. <laughs> Skit scat. Can you refer to him as that every time? What? Can I refer to him as that? He's gonna come back, so I want to hear that exact <laughs> description of him. Okay. In place of his name. Well, Vera or gets out. Oh, that guy. Yeah. 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 That guy. Um, he I'm gets out his robot. He's coming, and what? It has two faces on it because hmm. he is very decorated. He is. So uh, they, they, all these robots have like a stomach face. Yes. Which is a fun aesthetic. They're like little tubby guys. You know what it looks like? Oh. It looks like if your uniform had a face. What? What? <laughs> your if your uniform had a face, my uniform, its face would be on your stomach. Like if you're a kill a kill. Oh, oh, exactly, exactly. Connections. They, they just, they made it autonomous. They made it, yeah. its own, they gave it agency, th- exactly. that other face. Exactly. Wow. I didn't know these were connected, and I'm appreciating it even more. It's all there, baby. Because it's eventually going to be the best anime ever. Just go to kill. <laughs> you saw nothing. Cody uh, <laughs> almost dropped his laptop. So th- this guy's got a face in his face, and he's got a face in his stomach. And yeah. this guy, and our protagonist, only has a face in his stomach. And the little guy's a little face, but he's got no body. Nobody. So what are they gonna do about that? Uh, they're gonna got tie. That means combine. Ah. Um, and how do they got tie? Is straight up just sticking little head on big body. Put that drill through the ceiling. It's great. It slides into the cabin of the guy. That I love it. Uncle does. He, I think he's and bleeding. And he just has to like dodge every time. I think that first time there's blood on his face. I think yeah. the drill hits him in the head, and he's like, "Don't this worry is about great. it." He's it's like, like this, "It's he's working." Loving it. It's working. And so yeah, his little robot guy's got a face, and then they can fight, and then they win because it's a fucking super sentai. At this yeah, point, you know. Oh, uh, you know what? Speaking of Super Sentai, not a Sentai, but the guy who wrote this also wrote Common Rider Forze. Hey. Which is the first Common Rider I ever watched. I love Forze. What is, is Forze? Forze for? is about, it has a space motif. Wow. And the main character's name is Gentaro. And his goal is to make friends with everyone in the world. And in the first episode, there's a guy who's like, I'm not going to be friends with you. And then Gintaro's like, oh, yeah? Well, I'm going to be friends with you just to spite you. <laughs> and that's that's episode one. We go from there. It's great. It's like an improv class. Right? <laughs> right? The most um, popular uh, racing video game is called Forza. Forza. I don't know if that has a similar root to Forza. I, didn't, I, I, can't, I cannot say. All right. That's fine. I, there's some other stuff that goes around... She Shimon tries to run away from their first initial battle. Kamina's like, "Don't do that." Yeah, he's basically one was like, "I'm scared," and I was like, "Be confident." And then, oh yeah, uh, kill a kill oh. guy again there and be like, "Hey, be confident." Oh, we get no one of the big lines. 
So after the initial battle, before the combination, mm-hmm. um, Kill Kill is like, hey, Uncle Jesse, let me pilot the little robot. Yeah. I'll do it better. Yeah. And Uncle Jesse's like, no, 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 no. This is his robot. He's got to do it. He's got to believe in the me that believes in him. Ha, ha, ha. That's what he told I, him. I love it. Believe in the me who believes in you. It's, he, he it's gave one it of much the famous l- lines from the series. Oh, he, he gave a much longer. Yeah, he set up a very long spiel early on that was like, don't believe in yourself. Believe in the fact that I believe in you. Yes. It was like, his, like episode one inspirational speech, Jeff Winger speech, right? Right. And then that's a really fun shorthand of like, he's got to believe in the me that believes in him or whatever. That's, that's cool. And yeah, I basically shot her down, um, which he had a point because he's being a bitch right now he's a little shinji when it's like you could be a ray uh this is all i was really uh worried um that this was going to turn into some sort of angelion like every episode is about the fact that that one character is just too scared to do the thing nah. but it was really just the first one two three episodes yeah. and then they got over Which it I liked. and then we can move on and it was like Thank you. Like it's fine to have that he being grew. part of the character. He but let's, did it. Yeah, let's. There's other things to talk about, and this didn't waste too much time on any one of those well, particular I, anime tropes. And I, I this series really grabbed me really. Galleon is so because I think it's realistic in the fact that it's like, well, if you have been deeply traumatized in your life, no, you pro, you there's a good chance you will never recover and be able to achieve your goals. <laughs> Fuck. And it kind of. I mean, Good point. Kind of doesn't work out for a narrative format. <laughs> That's only the story you want to tell, even yeah. if it is like accurate. It's. I mean, that's a fair sentiment. Hard to make a twenty-four series out of that, <laughs> but they did it. Episode four, four, four. We we meet more friends in this one. Mainly the the black siblings. Little note on them: not black. <laughs> It, yeah, so we we think we meet new villains, but really they're other humans there, who there are, are other humans. they're little little witchers. They're fighting. they're a family. There's there's the oldest. He's a gentleman. There's uh, um, the second oldest. Uh, she she she's the busty one. There's, there's the three middlest. sisters, and they all introduce themselves to Shinji. Saying like I'm the oldest one with like her voluptuousness, and mm-hmm. it's like I'm the middle one. She's like the Luca Chrono Trigger like glasses type, and they're like I'm the littlest little uh... thirty under thirty media luminary. <laughs> What's the God damn it? I, mean, I already. Forgot. I'm the oldest brother. I'm the middlest brother, brother, and I'm your sweet baby brother, thirty under thirty media luminary. The McElroy? Mac- the McElroy brothers. Yeah, my brother brother and me. Sorry, it's a podcast you like. And I was trying, I tried to make a reference to it. I, and I, did- I, I dropped the ball, I dropped the ball. I didn't even know what you were doing at first. And I was like, oh, you tried to make a reference for me. Thanks, Cody, that's real friendship. <laughs> <laughs> Making you- a reference you don't even understand. Okay, so th- they meet, so the three sisters and big brother, and their deal is they don't have a mech. They have fluffy nice dogs that they ride backwards mm-hmm. and they throw these slimy grape shot bombs at opposing mechs and that's yes. their hunting regimen yes so they come across a mech and they're like well these are bad guys yeah, oh, but yeah. and then we have to explain oh i don't know where the good guys and then a real um 
Oh, the, the premise of this episode is everybody's hungry, right? Yeah, everyone's hungry. It's That's hu- just that people are. We, if episode five, we're finally hungry. <laughs> you know, like what a weird. The hunger doesn't really come into the show that every episode. This is not like a survivalist kind of situation, yeah. but this one they're like, ah, I'm hungry. Yeah. They find an oasis full of animals to eat. Did they choose the wrong one? The wrong ones. And it's a beastman. Yeah. Bunch of little pink, pink spheres that are one beastman group. Little, little fizz gigs. Did mm-hmm. you ever watch Dark Crystal? No. I, like, I, did, I didn't mean to sound uh, mean. It sounded very millennial of you. <laughs> I was like, I know 80s. Dark Crystal. I can't talk to you about Dark Crystal, though. There's a little um, spherical fuzzball guy with when he opens his mouth has a huge, like, <laughs> gaping jaw or whatever. It's called Fizzigig. He's a like, comic relief little Muppet. Oh. Um, there's the original name of my original cat with Amy Aww. Mutton. I was named Fizzigig for about Fizzgig. four years before we decided to rename her Mutton because we did not have a consistent name. So. Mutton is Fizzgig? Mutton is Fizzgig. If you go back on Facebook early enough, you'll see pictures of Mutton where we refer to her as Fizzgig. Ridiculous. Anyway, that's what these were. This is like when they revealed that Don Draper was also, what the fuck was his real name? Dick Whitman, yeah. This is a real Dick Whitman situation. That's what the right. fuck? That's right. That's right. The- Do you have other cat secrets? Well, what what the fuck is? Well, Gibbon has not learned enough about anything to have a name, <laughs> so he's arguably sadder. But Mutton really did go through an actual change of names. Um, anyway, there is Christ. the The whole thing is there's a ton of faces on. The whole thing is there's more than one face on a mech. Yeah, it's and this is a mech, mech full combines. of faces. So they're all little fuzzball guys, and they are all going to eat them, and then. We comically discovered they are alive. Uh, the main one has this delightful, like, turn-of-the-century forest green mustache. Uh, and then they all fuck off to go into yeah. their their Tetris, whatever, amorphous, they're, they're ro- their vector they're man. They're a robot that combines. Yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, Shinji and Uncle Jesse have to combine, too. But Uncle Jesse is like, no, we can't combine like that. No, we can't combine like that. And I'm never sure the reason why he 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 needed a specific way. He needed Shimon to jump for them to combine because that would be in a manly way. <laughs> he keeps saying that. I, there was seemingly no real point. What it felt like to me was when you're in an acting class and you say a line the a way that you think is acceptable and in character and suits the context and your teacher's like, no, don't say it like this. Say with more emotion, blah blah blah, Have and eventually, yeah, and eventually you get so pissed off, you <laughs> say it pissed off, and they act like that's what they wanted the whole time, but right. actually they realize they made you pissed off. Yeah, and they're trying to get out of it. Yep, it, it's he made such a big deal of I get it now, and like fucking Uncle Jesse does like. There was nothing to get. There's nothing to get. He just needed. Um, I think it's like why did we write this? <laughs> he just wanted a fun pose. Yeah. I, okay, they they fight him off. They they combine. That's the big deal with this yes. one, right? They they turn it. He um. They get drill powers. And they kill. All oh, gross things happens once they combine. They're still hungry, so they can't fight. Okay. Um, and their little mole rat, who's been uh, um, <laughs> Shinji's companion, he's got a little ham hamtaro. Yeah, he's got a little hamtaro. It's really cute. Buta, yep. Buta's like, hey, you see my Bunta little Kinte. tail? 
That, ah. That's getting cut out. <laughs> that's getting cut the fuck out. Oh. The 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 Molrak bites his own tail off and gives it to uh, Shinji and Uncle Jesse to eat. And they do. And the tail's still twitching and stuff. And it's so gross to look at. They love it. They absolutely adore it. Which is ridiculous. Disgusting. And then later in that, the series, we have to see this poor little hamster guy with no butt. I hate He's it. He's got a little like got bandage no on it, or it's like he what? ain't got no butt. I don't. Mm. Um, they beat the face people. Yeah. Then they've made friends with the black siblings who aren't black, and they're like, "See you around, friends." Yeah. Yeah. They will eventually. And they will. Um, episode five is they they they. They fall down to another underground city. Yeah, these are like a religious cult people, and they worship um, a gunman face, a gunman thing that they they have in their in their city proper. Yeah, they they there's a they have a limit of fifty people that can live there. They have a limited ration supply, and so they have this uh, ritual. ritual. Whenever yeah. they go to fifty, they all draw straws, and whoever gets the short one. Get out of here, baby! <laughs> and of course, like the pyramid or what? All these other triangles. What the fuck are those? Movies? A million movies have done this, where it's like the the cult thinks that being sacrificed is the good thing. It's so fun, right? It's so great. And this was that um, Cloud Atlas, you know, whatever. There's a million things have done this. So the Aztecs and shit. Uh, so that's what's happening. Our I when I saw gone. this, I saw I was in high school, still going to the very religious school. God, I forgot how old this is. That you could still yeah. be in high school yeah. when you watch this. I was actually in junior high. Jesus fuck! Uh, Pokemon I, was on when I was in junior right? high. Right, like the original run of Pokemon, like season one, like Charmander turns into Char Char Lizard. What the fuck, you know? And he's an asshole. That was that was what I was dealing with. <laughs> Charizard, that's what you're looking for. I'm sorry. Um, what's the first one? Charmander, Charmeleon, Charmeleon, and he's an asshole. Charmeleon was a real dick. Yeah, and then Charizard was apathetic. Yeah, that was the arc that I lived through. (laughs) Same. Sorry. This I related a lot to it because I went to a very Christian high school, junior high, um, and it was like, hey, why do we have to do this shitty thing? Why, why do we have to like hate gay people and stuff? And <laughs> your teacher's like, well, them's the breaks, kid. Yeah. I'm not here to explain the fucking oppression of the religion hey, that you born are into. You, are you thinking of not listening to me? Because you get graded on this, so you probably should, you should listen to me. Oh, boy. Right? Uh, making schools is a great way to indoctrinate um, whatever you want into people. Mm. Like capitalism. What whoa. Whoop, whoop. Pull over. That Cody, let me tell you about that ass. Too fat. Ah, I had so much riding on that ass. <laughs> Fuck. Too bad. <laughs> um. Okay, so the the whole thing is there's this underground thing. They they worship the statue, which is really a Gundam, whatever. Um, there's a comic bit with Kill a Kill where they're like, you should wear clothes. You should wear clothes. So they give her like a white mage robe, which is fun. And then they meet, um, so there's two little kids and there is a Xenogears boy. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you are familiar with those square games, um, but he looks like the fucking main character of those things. Uh, like long hair, young boy. Yeah. Deal. Um, and they got the straws, right? They got to leave. 
Uh, as Pack it up, kids. And then uh, they're orphans, by the way. Who who isn't in the society of fifty people? I, I mean, mean, in this one village, it seems like they have families and shit. How do you have orphans when you have fifty? They people? have orphans because they send all their orphans away. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's forced orphans is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you, you didn't. It's not a happenstance situation when you're in complete control of your who lives society. and who dies. Exactly. Uh, okay, so the 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 dormant robot fights our robot. Uh, and yeah. we win, right? And we show them that, that the world no, is No, that's not what happens. Oh, well, fuck. What happens? A, a beastman gunman yeah. falls down, and then they got to fight. Good and Lagan got to fight it. They're doing that. They're doing that. Not completely successful. Then their god, their god robot. That one shows up. Roshu runs to like try and pilot it, because he's found out you can do that by right. like pulling the, the, the nose hair thing in it. <laughs> Really, it's not a god. It's a. It, it's it's a what, what we said it was, right? Yeah, um, but he's not able to get to it. So who's in it? Who's in it? Oh, it's the head priest. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. A so the god robot and the good and Lagan beat the beastman. That's what happens, right? Um, and then uh, the high priest is like, "Yo, yo, Roshu, little kid, little kid who's been following me around. Hey, no, hey, this ain't this bullshit, boy. Where you been?" Don't don't even trip. <laughs> so um, he and the two orphans who have been abandoned by the village still yep. go off with Team Guren. Yeah, this is uh totally a ripoff of Star Trek Voyager, in which they rescue three Borg children, which one is older, and there are two small same age people, and they all go together with seven of nine. That's fun. <laughs> I'm... I wasn't sure what your take on my stupid take on that it's would fun. be. It's fun. It is fun. Because yeah. now you get to teach mostly the older child the real way, and mm-hmm. then you have to deal with children who you also care about. Yeah. It's a nice package of three. Right. Uh, situation. Um, at this point, we miss an episode because uh, it is shipped with the Nintendo DS version of the series. What? Episode 5.5 called My Gurren is Sparkling, or quote, Ore no Gurren wa Pika Pika. Perhaps Pika a po- Pika. Perhaps a Pokemon reference. I'm not sure. No, Pika uh, means sparkling. Well, dang. Pikachu it's just a straight is translation. A to Pika Pika. That man, it's what a coincidence that Pikachu is both a playoff of the act, like the name of the animal, and then the fact that it sparkles. I guess it's. It I think they wrote it. it to be like that. It's still that. Those words are the same. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they did write it to be that, but like, what's the? You still can't do that with anything. I'm dumb. Cut this out. Uh, uh, episode six is called Sit in the Hot Tub Till You're Sick. Love it. It's clip show. Mostly a clip show. At the very beginning and then like two thirds of the way through, we basically just relive things that we've already seen. Um, otherwise, there's a bunch of adventure at Porky's. Porky situation. Go to a hot hot springs hot place. Springs. We have uh, a Ray and Asuka cameo as bunny girls. Wait, what? They have two girls who yeah. are just like extras to they're around to be hot that are yeah. designed like Ray and uh Asuka. They have the haircuts. Oh shit. I pointed this out to you so many times. I was not present. That's okay. That's great though. It's great. Yeah, there's a there's hosts uh at this thing. We get the um the the 
There's the, a real the trio fun game. of sisters from the the Black Squad back, and they're like, "Oh yeah, the boy's not here because no one wants the boy to be here. We just want yeah, the, no, the hot too many girls. boys. Hot girls is a city. Yeah, it's a girl episode. <laughs> boobs, boobs out this episode. Uh, kill kills there. Um, well, well, our male character has spent most of the episode naked, but with yeah, um, Uncle Jesse's got the uh, the little hamster guy just right hanging on. on his fucking dick the whole time. Because he, I guess, is embarrassed for him and wants to help, but he's helping by virtue of really just hanging on to that dick. Hanging on. All episode. So, thinking about it from his perspective is a little awkward. <laughs> That's what happens. He's a free little guy. There's a fun game where Roshu is like, oh, this is suspicious, guys. And everyone just go. And by the time he says that, everyone's like 10 steps ahead of him into the suspicious thing. Yeah. It's like, yes, this hot springs place is suspicious. Everyone's already Let's go. inside. Yes, we shouldn't eat this food. Everyone's already done eating. Nine tenths already eaten. Yep, it's fun. Let's run forward. Yeah, he he's kind of the spoil sport. Like I'm going to be stern and yeah straight right now, and everyone's like, no, we're having too much fun. To care, <laughs> care about you, Zeno <laughs> Gears. Get the fuck out of here. Um, so the the big thing that happens after all the clips is that the uh, the person that's running the hot springs and hot springs itself as a structure is itself. A gun gunman. It's a, gun a gunman. Yay. And the um, lady who runs it is a beast man. <laughs> I'm tired. Good night. Bye, everyone. I had a real fun time recording the episode. Oh, boy. I'm going to go I'm gonna go sleep on some hay with Chickity trying to move over. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> Give me some blankets, Chickity. <sighs> I don't know why he... Chuckity got the whole bar. This is I That was me sound, trying to do the honk shoe sound. I sound more like a weird robot. Oh, here, here's a, a big uh, uh, multi-scoop of ice cream. Uh, how, how would you choose to eat it? <laughs> By, I, should Gross, point out, I should point out my tongue is getting like huge and just like covering it, getting each scoop in one lick. <laughs> I thought you were being like prototypical, like cute anime girl, but I guess oh, no. I you're just being... being anime trope. Oh central. no, I was being like Tom and Jerry style cartoon. Oh okay. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, what's even happening? I uh, oh we... they 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 have to fight the the spa the spa the robot spa demon. Yay. Uh, does anything really important happen with that fight? I'm not sure. Uh, they beat it, and people are naked for most of it. Yeah. But then Viral shows up. Cliffhanger. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're like, remember him? And it's like, no. And it's like, he's like an audience. <laughs> I fan love of. this show. Yeah. And that and that's kind of pointing towards where they go with, like, Kill, kill Oh, they humor. use the glasses as, as a slashing technique. It's fun. Did we mention communist glasses? No. There's no way they stay on his face. They're just like a two-dimensional oh, yeah, yeah. area. Oh, my God. This is our sweepiest podcast ever. <laughs> it, they have 80s glasses. They have, like, single-shaded, like, very neon. I love it. Uh, shit glasses. They're cool. Um, I don't know. Cool. Cool show. Cool characters. This is super critically acclaimed. It won, like, every fucking award. Yep. In the first years, it was a video game immediately. Uh, they're making mangas after the fact. It's one yeah. of those like, oh fuck, like you can't have a good anime that didn't come from a manga. We eventually got to have a manga. So you got to make mangas... manga because we could get manga money, right? <laughs> Is there any legitimacy to like 
every good anime needs to have a manga version of it. What? And so if ever the horse yeah. comes before the wagon, you if like build a wagon as fast as possible. If and successful enough, it will get a manga. Mostly because right. it's like, there are some people who may not even own TVs. Uh, um, or just don't get around to watching TV. Right. And so if they can, if you can get to those people by giving them a manga that they can read like on their commute or something, then you got a whole other market. And, and the, it's always the book is better than movies. The manga is always more legit than the anime that if the anime, unless the anime is the first one. Well, I guess not necessarily whether or not that's true, but actually I kind of like the Evangelion manga better than the (laughs) anime. I guess what I was going to say is uh, you you have so much credibility if the anime is already good. Yeah. Because there's an assumption that the manga is at least as good. Yes. Um, and so you'll sell that fucking manga if it's got a... You know, if you write a book about a successful Hollywood movie <sighs> that wasn't a book, no one fucking buys no that. No one's buying that shit. Why would you buy the book version of a, a movie? Of our, you why would you buy Godfather be, the book? You could be a six-year-old child and your parents could be trying to get you to read by giving you a book adaptation of one of the Star Wars prequels. Huh. But you might just want to look at the pictures... It's uh, my life. Anyways, we're both sleepy. Good, uh, good luck editing this. This is going to be such a mess. Fan corner. Fanny, Man. get in here. <laughs> Did you almost cluck like a chicken, Fanny? I'm worried about um, you. No, that was just, that's Chickpea China. He's oh, talking to sleep. Get, get down here. Burger. He says the craziest things in his sleep. I wasn't a judgment. Chickity, chickity. You probably ate chicken today, though. If you really think about it, uh, you probably did. I had a parmesan chicken. Oh, there it is. I had a whole chicken. I'm so glad chicken parmesan. I, I'm. So, that's so offensive to chickity. You have no idea. I mean, I think it's kind of fair if I'm gonna. Eat, oh wait! Eat one of his people. That Fanny he... felt ignored, and he went back to his perch. No fan corner today. Oh. Hey, fans, you're doing great. I'm sleepy. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh wait, I just looked up our most listening to city. It is from Sleepy Town, USA. Their main export is Z's. Their mayor. Z's and sorry. <laughs> yeah, Z's and sorry is from there South Carolina <laughs> common sleepy town yeah yeah great oh I was gonna say the mayor of their town is the Sandman Woo. Mm. um yeah do you want to actually do it no okay we love you fans I've been up for 17 hours <laughs> Cody really needs to recharge his privilege. <laughs> privilege. His I'm privilege losing one of my so many. Ad- low. I'm losing one of my many advantages right now. Okay. Someone's gonna walk into this room and treat us equally. Oh it's no! Ni- the nightmare that I'm living right what now. The fuck? All right, I've been. This was great. This was great. Sorry. Was conclusion. Fun. Conclusion. Uh, uh, this was really fun. This was great. It's fun. fun. 27 episodes. I don't know if we get that far, but I will watch more of these uh, for sure. There's a there's a very good clean break in the middle, mm. so that'll be useful for our purposes. Uh, let's drill our way down. We'll just that. drill our way through, baby. I've been your host, Courtney. I've been Cody, the Cody host. Goodbye, Jojo. Goodbye.
review. I assume you listen to other podcasts, so you should know it helps a lot. And if you don't, it helps a lot. I love you so much.